teaching friends from across the country. They've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's hard? Coming up with great ideas for service projects with kids. You know, with so much unrest in our country today and lots of people thinking only about themselves, wouldn't it be great to get your students to do something kind for others? Well, if your answer is yes, then you've come to the right place. This podcast will focus on ideas and strategies for doing service projects with your kids. Mm, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great thing to do. Feeding the hungry, donating presents to the poor, and performing errands for the elderly are all examples of community service projects for kids. Errands for the elderly? I'm going to take a list over to my elementary school tomorrow and things they can do for me. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, a good idea. It reminds me of those records. <laughs> I like that. Right? Some of them, you know, since I've turned 50, I start to pay attention to these things. You know, you're considered elderly if you're 50 and you get a senior citizen discount. And then others what? are like 60. I right. Know. No, 50 is not. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's like the young elderly and the middle elderly and the seriously <laughs> elderly out and take care of yourself elderly. <laughs> Who wants to mow my lawn? <laughs> exactly. Clean my oh my goodness. Clean my house. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. what I said. Drop off a list. That's it. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the reasons it's good for kids to work together on, on service projects. Let's just kind of talk about that a little bit. Okay. I think one of the things that at the top of my list, a reason for doing service projects with, with kids is that it helps them to develop empathy. Yes, it helps them yeah. put themselves in other people's shoes. It helps them look at what that person's dealing with, facing, what their needs are. And then it allows them to act yes. and have some efficacy and some, some um, motivation to do yeah. something. And take right. on some leadership. Yes. Yeah. Well, it helps yes. them to think outside of themselves, right? They're usually so focused on themselves, but to really notice yeah. others and then to empower them that, okay, I see a problem. I can come up with a solution and actually make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also, it, it does also, I was going to say in addition, you know, solving problems, making decisions and contributing to something really good to their community, which they, many of them never have before. It's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Right. No, so. Yeah. And it, it brings them closer to their community. Like a lot of kids don't realize what's out there in in their community. I taught in a school, you know, where the kids are all all from pretty upper middle class homes mm-hmm. and they had pretty much anything they want wanted, took better vacations than I ever did. <laughs> and yet in our very same school district community, there were kids living like in little one bedroom houses and um uh <sighs> Uh, trailers, that kind of thing, you know, and couldn't pay the bills. 
Kids who are homeless and shelters. Okay. There you are. We we did have have one kid in our school who was living in his dad's car. And I think they don't realize that any of this is going on around them unless something like a service project kind of wakes them up to it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's also important, I think, you know, for kids to um, participate, but also not to feel superior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look what yes. we're doing for those less fortunate. Yes. And, and I hate even right. when it's worded that way because it kind of gives almost a, a class system, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, and we started our, I still remember this, our first book talk, theme talk, we talked about books about cultivate, to help kids cultivate a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I Service projects do that because they can, they get to see their place in a bigger Mm -hmm. system, either their small community or depending on the service project globally, it helps them have a sense of belonging and connectedness to the environments around them. And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gaining an awareness of others, not just themselves. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So then let's go ahead and transition. What are some types of service projects that we could do with our kids? Let's let's get down and dirty and brainstorm. Well, last weekend, we actually had this amazing school-wide service project that was headed up by one of our students who I think she had seen a, a news a newscast or something about um, how locally in our area, which also tends to be pretty middle class, upper middle class, in our area, there, there were hungry families, just like you were saying, Retta. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and so there's this organization called Generosity Feeds. And so she... I got in touch with them and they have this whole program where if the school raises money um, for a dollar per child, they, they can feed for $1 a meal. And so basically our school did all kinds of fundraising headed up by this particular student. And we raised enough money to, to build 11,800 meals. Oh, wow. Oh, my yes. gosh. And awesome. so this this company comes in and they bring everything. They bring like dried beans and rice and things to create like these uh, like soup or stews. And yes. then they have it set up where you're in this assembly line and all the kids, even from our little kindergartners, all the way up through their parents, um, we built in two hours, we built those kits, those meal kits. And just to I see the kids- it. The kids felt so empowered. Like we are helping kids and and knowing that it stayed locally, I think for them was really big too, right? We often yeah. do fun, fundraising mm. for other countries and this and that, but to know that these were going mm-hmm. to kids right here in our neighborhood um, was mm-hmm. great. It was awesome. Wow. That is awesome. A few years ago, I was involved in a group and we were packing food at one of the food um a food bank. And I mean, this was adults, retired people actually, but that could really be done with kids. 
You know, yes. have them go to a food bank and help pack the food and stuff. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Such a good feeling. And one other thing, while I still have the mic, <laughs> I um, <laughs> I take my dog to a dog park, which is really nice. But last year, the kids from the high school built a, a shelter for us there, and they made a bench and everything. And it was just such a nice thing for them to do for us. It was and the oh dogs. My gosh. Yeah, oh, so that was I like really that. nice. Yeah, it was cool. Beautiful. Yeah, real nice of them. You know, a couple ideas that come to mind when I think about service projects. Um, one of them is we have a um, a local um, kind of community center that every spring they plant flowers in their center gardens in a courtyard. And we are always invited. Uh, my class goes and they give us pizza and whatever, you know, they provide lunch. But we plant like tons and tons and tons of flats of annuals for this senior citizen center. And it's pretty cool. And the kids spend, you know, a good portion of the day planting, getting these things planted for the center. Oh, I love and then that. They, do they plant the seeds and then they grow into the plants or are they no, little These are plants? The, the actual like packs of annuals that they buy. Oh, okay. And they provide them and the kids get down and down and dirty and bring their trowels and away we go and we plant. Wow. Oh, you plant them right at the center. Oh yeah, we plan it up. That's yeah. great, and nice. it's within walking distance, so we walk. It's part of our field trip. We walk a, a mile or so to get there, and then walk back. Um, and it's fun. We've planted in the rain. We've been muddy and <laughs> <laughs> gross, but it's fun. Yeah, it. that's some sounds like fun. You no, know, another, another one that comes to mind. We have a. A, a TBT friend who is um, a listener, I know, Julie, does some fantastic stuff with her second graders. They oh, partner, yeah. I think, is it with the Humane Society or a rescue group? And yeah, I think it's a rescue group. Julie, what is it? Tell us. Go <laughs> in. <laughs> and, and so they're helping out these second graders collect, you know, things for these animals um, that are awaiting rescue that need help. And, and they donate very cool. Great. Yeah, they seem to meet a different um, animal every week too. Don't they bring them over to the school? I think for the so. kids. So they're, I mean, they're involved completely. Yeah, and she has a whole club around this. Um, I can't remember what she calls it. Pet something. Um, her pet club, but they they meet and they identify animal charities that they want to help. Mm -hmm. That's oh, very and nice. Kids always have such a heart for anything having to do with animals. So I'm sure oh, that yeah. gets them. <laughs> And, and don't they read to them too? Don't kids yes. go and read to them too? So that's yeah. another one. Yes. Yeah. We had kids from mm -hmm. our school go to the local shelter and read to the animals there. Mm -hmm. So nice. There's also this other great organization called Project Night Night. And um, they, oh, they, yes. they work with foster foster care. And uh -huh. so I've, I've had my kids, they, they donate a new or very gently used um, stuffed animal. And then, you know, those, that fleece material that you can make blankets out of. Yep. So they're yes. called like no sew blankets where you get two pieces of the material of the fleece in these really cute patterns. Slit and knot it. Yep. yep. You fringe it and then you knot it and it makes these cozy blankets. And so they donate this blanket and the stuffed animal and a book um, to oh, kids precious. who are in foster care. Oh, I love the book part. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. I really like that. So many great things. There I mean, are. just picking up litter, just picking up litter around the area. That's yes. 
And and writing letters, writing letters to people in the service, yes. writing letters to senior citizens. Um, there, there's just so so much they can do. Oh, absolutely. I think too. Um, I was remembering something that you talked about, Kathy. We had something called Sweet Dreams, which is an organization in Detroit, uh-huh. and I remember doing stuff for them. And um, it was for kids who are displaced from their homes um, for whatever reason. Very similar. We collected crayons and art art supplies. I think this is stuff that went to a shelter where the kids might be. Um, pajamas was another thing that we collected for them. Um, and I can't remember. And blankets. Blankets, yes. Um, you know, it was it was a really cool idea. Fun That's way awesome. to do it. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, this is kind of a cool one. Um, collecting unused makeup, perfume, or you know, just donating and other cosmetics to a center for abused women. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's a unique one because I don't know how many if kids could really do that. I guess they could get stuff from home. Yeah. Yep. I know too. It's kind of cool to reach out to your specials teachers. Our, we have mm. our music teacher works with our third graders every fall. And they go around December and they go to a senior citizen home and they sing for the senior citizens. And it's not um, necessarily Christmas songs that they're singing. These are songs they've worked on all um, all, all semester. Mm-hmm. And, and they put on a little performance for them and they entertain the senior citizens. You know, a lot of them are really nice. housebound, um, yes. center, whatever you want to say. And then, you know, they have like a little tea. I think there's some cookies or something donated so that they can share them with the senior citizens. And then that's their community service. Third grade does that. That's so wonderful. Even, I love even something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, our school has adopted a senior center that's a couple blocks from us. And so we all take uh-huh. turns on doing walking field trips over there. And same thing, awesome. either sing a song or we actually like... Uh, for Valentine's, we played Valentine Bingo, and we had our partners were our senior friends. And mm-hmm. we had a, oh, I bet know, the, your senior friends love it. They mm. loved it. Yes. What about what about collecting old and new books um, and just giving them to people, children in disaster areas, maybe or other countries, or had mm-hmm. start a homeless shelter? You know, because you read so many times, the kids just don't have books to read. Yeah. All excellent ideas. So let's let's go on to the next part that we wanted to talk about tonight. We can keep talking yeah. about this. <laughs> I know we can go on. We have so many ideas. Uh, yeah. We've been reading. Um, we've been reading Elizabeth. Um, okay, I just blanked on her last name. Big Magic. So we are just oh Gilbert Elizabeth yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like all over the place with our creative thinking tonight. We were talking about that before we started. What is a service project you've done with your students and what advice do you have about implementing a service project? Let's go there. I am so glad you asked that, Tracy. My (laughs) favorite all-time service project I did for years and years and years in Rainbow City, my classroom, was called the Rainbow City Cafe. Hmm. And it would come at the end of our uh, of a unit that we did where we um, actually built environments and made posters and 
created games. It was, you know, all the, all the biomes, each group took a different mm-hmm. biome and they had to set up a restaurant in the biome and um, a place for tourists to play, you know, for kids to play and, um, you know, different activities to participate in math games that or some sort of math activity that would go along with it, whether mm-hmm. it was the restaurant menu or game playing. And, uh, and they built these fabulous, it was so far beyond diorama, I can't tell you, like each one took up a whole table Ooh. and they were fabulous. And then we would invite everyone in the district, teachers, uh, administrators, central office, and people, teachers, if they could get away, came. But central office and the community and the school board showed up every year. You think they won't come. Try inviting them. We sent them invitations. The kids also, I had a pretty multilingual class um, for five or six years at one of my schools. And um, they would present folk t- tales in their native language oh, and with English that. translations mm-hmm. uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, or anything they wanted to do. I remember one little guy um, did, a t- did a magic show one year. Um, they would have to do some sort of storytelling or some sort of speaking because that was for another grade. There was so mm-hmm. much wrapped up in it. And then we were lucky to be next to a vacant classroom next door. And parents and my husband would come in with um, toaster ovens and and hot plates or whatever. And they literally cooked breakfast and then lunch for, wow. who, for whoever came. And the kids were, would take turns. They all had different roles throughout the day. We did it for the whole day. And they would be servers or greeters or uh, cooks or performers or tour guides. And so they had different roles. I know it sounds like impossibly hard to do, but I have a blog post on it. It really isn't hard to do at all. Um, And I think I have some of the forms in the, in the blog post. So look at my blog and check that out. And what did we do? Oh, they had to pay to get in. So what did, (laughs) so what did we do with all the money? We adopted a family in in the the neighborhood of our district that was a little bit more in need. And the kids knew the name, the first name of everybody in that family. We took that money and the parents took the kids shopping at Target usually. And bought clothes and games and books for the holidays for the kids. And whatever was left over, we put in an envelope and said, pay your electric bill on us. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. What a great idea. It, oh. it was wonderful. And I know it sounds like, you know, one of my pie in the sky, flighty, <laughs> too glittery ideas. But it was really <laughs> It almost did itself year after year because the kids mm-hmm. knew, you know, they had come and visited previous years. They knew what it involved. And it was a wonderful project. It sounds amazing. It does. I love that. I bet the new kids coming in would say, are we going to do that project? Yep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I want to be in your class so I can do yeah. that. <laughs> That's right. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Is it my turn? <laughs> yes, Kathy. <laughs> okay. okay, I have two, so I'll talk fast. Um, one of the, again, there's like different organizations that I've worked with that just have become friends, you know? And so one of them is called Access Books. And it is amazing. It, this, this woman, Becky Constantino, who started it, um, she has schools collect books. So like book drives, right? Um, 
And then she pairs you up with schools who don't have school libraries or that their school libraries barely have any books in them. And so, for example, one year, um, our school collected over 3,000, 4,000 books and wow. then she also wow. gets, yeah. And then she also gets like corporate sponsors and things because they only want like quality books to be donated, right? Not like books that right. are torn up or anything. So we gather all the books and then you actually go to the school site, to the other school site, and you help to sort through books so that only the nicest ones are kept. The ones that might be a little more dog eared are actually given to teachers to pass out if they want to give them to students to take home. Um, and then the really fun part is then the kids get to help paint literature murals all over the school. And so they're, they're helping to, you know, get books into their, into the libraries, books into the classroom libraries, and then paint these beautiful murals to like, to really, um, you know, what do you highlight literacy all over the school? So that's one that my kids just love, love doing and so they know that they have to save their books every year. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, the ones that they're thinking about donating. It's like, wait, wait till we have our book drive. Um, and take good care of them, and too. And take good right. care of them. Kathy, how many, how many kids are in your school? Um, we have, including middle school, we have 500. Hmm. Okay. But my last school, community. yeah, my last school, we only had 300. And we would easily get at least 3,000 books donated every year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And well, which tells you though, this is a good conversation we've had is this tells you that our kids are so, they don't even know what it's, what it's like to not have books. Right. So then we talk about these, these schools where the classroom library or the libraries have only one book per student or two books per student in the whole school. And And they they can't even imagine. They cannot imagine it. Yep. Yeah. So it's really good for them to see that. Oh, yeah. Right. And some of our buildings, I know it's, we have um, a lot of Title I um, buildings in our district. And so some of our kids might be some of those kids that have only a couple books. Um, so it's it's so interesting to hear, you know, around the country, the, the way, the different, the different perspectives and what's going on in terms of our, our socioeconomics within our schools. Yes. Um, I think that one of my favorite was when we sent um, things to our veteran soldiers. Um, I kind of put a list together of things that um, they might enjoy, you know, like granola bars, snacks, that kind of thing. And I had an in, I had an active, active duty parent who was deployed at the time over in Afghanistan. And uh, one of the things that we did was we wrote letters um, and then we put together kind of like little shoe boxes and sent them to him and he could give them out to the people that he was stationed with. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And then, you know, sometimes he would send, we would get uh, pictures sent, you know, electronically and I could show them you know, who it was that they sent their stuff oh, to. Oh, they must have loved seeing that, that connection. Yes. Oh, this, was, this was a parent in our school, you know, they were able to um, also have that personal connection of, you know, uh, this is so-and-so's dad, right? And, and, and we're helping. Mm-hmm. We're supporting. Oh, I love that. I know. Kathy, you said you have two ideas. Is, oh, did you, okay. Did so you this is the next one really quick. It's, <laughs> it kind of tied in with what you were saying about letter writing also, um, mm-hmm. is that we, we 
we, um, I am totally babbling here. Okay. For the last 20 years, I've been with an organization called the Giving Spirit. And I'm sure we've talked about it before, but basically we collect items and donations and things to pack survival kits because the the largest growing population of homeless are children age nine and under. Oh. Yeah, it's it's so it's it's awful. And so we the kids can really relate to that. You know, we do talk about students who, you know, did you know not everyone has a home and not everyone, you know, we talk about people who are living in their cars and people who are living in shelters. Anyway, so they do a couple things. They collect black socks, athletic socks for men, mm-hmm. like men's athletic socks because that's the one thing that shelters always say they need is socks. Um but they also write letters. And we call them letters of hope. And what we do is the very last item in every survival kit, we place the letter. And so it'll be like, you know, dear friend, there's someone thinking about you or something like don't give up hope or, you know, something sweet to write. And so getting shivers. I know I I just did too. It's, it's amazing. And so we every year probably serve at least 6,000 um, build about 6,000 kits, 3,000 in the fall and wow. 3,000 um, in the spring, along with, again, again, hundreds of others, volunteers. But the kids have gotten so into it that I literally have kids from fourth grade who are now adults, graduated from college, and they still come back every year to help out. Um, or wow. a couple of a couple of them have, have chosen that as like their mitzvah project for their bar and bat mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. It's just made such an impact because then the parents have said, Thank you for introducing us to this before we had so many misconceptions about mm-hmm. those who are on the streets, uh-huh. you know. So I think that again, that's just such yeah. a a great thing is just to bring up the misconceptions in your classroom and have those discussions that we are all people mm-hmm. and you know how we can help in our little ways. Oh, that's beautiful. Empathy. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what it is. That's it. Deanne, what about you? Okay, well, every year my school would hold a, um, you know, food collection thing for Thanksgiving, and they'd give it to a needy family that they, that they would adopt. And um, then we would start to, what we did with my partner is um, we had decided one year to adopt a family and to have kids bring in, like, you know, clothes and toys and things, and we donated them. We would uh, talk to the parents and find out what everybody needed, and that's we would give them those things. And we'd have a wrapping day, and then we'd bring, we'd pick a couple of kids, and we just go over and deliver them. And the kids love doing that, and it's such a wonderful so feeling. Nice. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, ladies, we are just about out of time. We fill our time up well, don't we? Mm. <laughs> yes, we do. We could keep going too. on, but <laughs> lots, lots of big magic swirling yeah. around here. Yes. <laughs> this is all we have time for today. So we hope you've enjoyed our episode on service projects. Be sure to check out our blogs in the show notes. And if you like what you hear, give us a shout out and leave a comment or two. Give us five stars on your listening platform and be sure to join us next week for our episode. It's a book theme talk. We are going to be talking about poetry books. I am so excited for this one. And it's just (laughs) time for April's National Poetry Month. You don't want to miss this episode. We'll be waiting for you because you teach so hard. (laughs) 